we've been talking about we've been talking about rapture and I talked a little bit uh, last week about the different dispensations and the different times um, what what is a dispensation uh, it's divine ordering of the affairs of the world which we know is by God and Everything, you know, Ecclesiastes, we all know the scripture. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose on earth or under heaven. We, we are right now, and really, when you really get to thinking about it, a real different dispensation. Well, we're used to it, but we're under grace. And I think... I think none of us here really have a grasp of without that grace where we would be. Uh, everything's been done for us. Everything's been taken care of for us. And because of what Jesus did for us, we are living in kind of a bubble, folks. It's, it's an amazing thing. When you go through different times of your life, and everybody here can relate to this, death in the family, just trauma that happened in your life, it's amazing how that grace seems to engulf us more and walk us through it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about there? It's like, you, it's like you walk through it and then you look back and you think, how in the world did I get through it like that? Well, that's the grace that we're living in now. Well, that, that grace has to be for rapture to take place. And I talked about it last week a little bit. There's no place in any other season of God's appointed times that he could have took the church. Because the Bible tells us that he is after a church without spot and wrinkle. And without what Jesus has done, there's no, there's no way any of us here could get up in the morning and live one day without messing it up. In your thoughts, in our attitudes, in the things that's, that fall into the sin area. I mean, the Bible even tells us without faith, it's sin. Well, how many of us walk without faith more than we should? We've got to be at that place. Well, he knew that. And that's why this dispensation that he already knew, he had to end it, and there had to be a way to end it, and he chose to take us out all at the same time. And what a time it's going to be. And I want to get into that a little bit, but, but we've got to recognize and the scripture we've been talking about. Uh, it's a time where, number one, Jesus is going to fulfill a promise. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 1.10, it says believers were promised deliverance from the coming time of wrath. Those that believe that we're going to be here during tribulation, you missed that scripture. And when you look at all the things that took place through the ups and downs and all the dispensations, he took care of us. Think of our, the, his people. Think about the Jewish people just in bondage for years and years and years, but yet they got delivered and out of the problem that they were in. Even though many lost their lives and they didn't get to cross, didn't, when they, they, they couldn't even cross the Jordan because of the rebellion, they still were taken care of the whole way. But now we're in a dispensation where it's time to go. And we know that if you look at, if you look at all of the prophecies that have went forth in the Bible, we are through them. And we're at a place where folks, I mean, I don't, I don't, none of us, even myself, we, we just don't understand how quick this could happen. And you're not going to be, you're not going to be pre-warned. You're going to kind of know in your heart. You're going to feel it in your spirit. And the world's not going to know it at all. 
They're just all of a sudden going to lose some friends. They're all of a sudden going to lose a lot of people that they know. They're all of a sudden going to wonder what happened. And some will have an idea, but yet didn't walk with God. And the rest of us are going to be gone. And we can all be gone and know we're going to be gone by just one set of scriptures that says all you have to do is believe that he died and rose again. That's all you have to do. It's not something I've got to be good, I've got to be good, I've got to be good. Well, you want to be good because you've got Jesus living in you. But it's not works to make sure I'm going to get out of here. Does that make sense? It's not getting up and saying, oh my gosh, he might come today. I've got to be good. I can't do anything wrong. You can't live that way. Because when you live that way, you end up doing wrong. I got so tickled uh, over at the, not the car wash, over at the laundromat. They just finished painting the lower walls. And there was a sign there that says, just painted, don't touch. You know what I did? Well, why? Because that's that part of law in us that we just, we just, it's like, it's like I got to do what I'm, you know. There's signs on the, there's signs on the fellowship hall. Don't come in. I'll bet many people opened the door and looked in anyway. Because that's just the way it is. That's why now's the time. That's why during this dispensation is when he's going to take us. That's why we have got to be at a place of understanding that he is going to take us. In John, I've read this, but I want to read it again. John 14, 1 through 3. I love it in the Passion. Don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you, for you believed in God. Now trust and believe in, in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I love that, when everything is ready, and that's not you being ready, that's when God knows, okay, this is, this is the group I got. Everybody that's going to get saved is going to get saved at this point. When you're ready, and it goes on and says, I will come back and take you to myself so that you'll be where I am. He's looking for a bride. He gets the bride. We all get there with spot and wrinkle. You know, I want to back up real quick. Ephesians 5.27 in the Amplified, 5.27. All that he does in us designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become the source of praise to him, glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault and flaw. You and yourself cannot go without fault and flaw. But when you believed in Jesus, you then through God's eyes, seen, he's seen you as spotless. He's seen you as perfect. And during this dispensation, there's been many and many and many a people that have given their heart to Jesus. And they're waiting on him, just like we're waiting on him. Then I want to flip real quick to Colossians 1.22. We were talking about that stuff. But I want to back up 21. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of evil thoughts and actions, he, re, he reconnected you back to himself. He, re, he, he, he released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body and his sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and the Father God for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. That's during this dispensation. That's you saying yes to Jesus. And for so long, the church lived under religion where they were told 
that they had to do this and they had to do that. And in some, in some religions, in some churches, you paid, you paid the priest, you paid the pastor, you paid them to be better with God. That's all works. You were told you had to do this and you had to do That's all works. And all that is, is nonsense in this dispensation. Jesus is coming to get his church that is without spot and without wrinkle. And the only way is because of the Son of Jesus. The only way is the Son of Jesus. Revelation 3.10 says, You have kept my command. You have kept my command to persevere. I also keep you from the hour of the trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Revelation tells us he is going to take care of us and get us out of her. He is going to protect us and take care of us. It's going to be done. Uh, Linda, Linda Gibbs, who is a close friend and was here for years and years and years, me and her argued all the time about it. She said, no, we're going we're gonna to be here. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. through. He's going to take care of us through tribulation. And we, I'd say, Lyndon, no, I, I'm going first. I'll see you later. Everybody has their thoughts on it because there are scriptures. If you turn them to me, if you turn them, we are going to be here. Isn't there enough tribulation right now? That's right. Just dealing with the politicians and what they're doing with our country is like tribulation to me. It's like, are you kidding me? I shared, I think, last week, but now, now if you're an alien from another, another country, you don't have to take a test or anything. You can apply for a, a police job in Chicago. What, what happened to us? And now you can become whatever sex you want to become? What happened to us? That, that doesn't fit. And you don't like your plumbing, you can just cut it off. I mean, what happened to us? I mean, we are we are falling we are falling apart. But I, I want to I want to talk just a few minutes, at just the details of what's going to happen. The Bible says we're going to be gone in a twinkling of an eye. I googled it, and you know what a, you know what a twinkling of an eye is considered when they timed it and all that stuff. You know, a blink. One one hundredth of a second. Now, that's quick. Now, I want to talk to you about what's going to take place in that one one-hundredth of a second. You think you haven't got a big God. First Thessalonians 4.17 said, We will be caught up in the air with him in one one-hundredth of a second. But before that one one-hundredth of a second, the dead in Christ go first. Now, you think about putting things together. We've got people that died in the military, that their bodies are, was never found. We've got people that died in the military that were, were put off the boats. Isn't that how the sailor, when you got killed, you were dropped in the ocean? We've got people that are cremated and gone. We've got people that just disappeared. We've got people that are laid there and their bodies are rotted completely. In one one-hundredth of a second, He's going to take those bodies, which are numerous, and he's going to unite them with their spirit. See, they're at rest, according to the Bible. They're at rest. Their bodies are at rest. Their spirits are in heaven. Now, Jesus is coming to get us, but he's not coming to the earth. 
It says you're going to get caught up in the air. He's only coming part way, basically. So in that one one hundredth of a second, he's going to take, he's going to pull everybody together of those, not, not us yet, of those people, and he's going to take their, and make their bodies like his body, and then they're going to join together. Now, in that same instant, but it says after there, we're going to, in that same, if that happens, then that's less than one one-hundredth of a second because we still got to go. Then we go, and then we get a totally new body. We get, I mean, think, of, think about it. The ones that are, coming, are, that are already passed away, they're getting resurrected, reconstituted, <laughs> rejoined with the perfect spirit that Jesus brought down. Now, with us, we're, we're going to come together just at the same time, but it has to be a little bit before because the Bible says that. But our bodies are going to be created, totally changed from what we've got. Now, what's interesting about that, I, I thought, well, now, what kind of body will you have? Has anybody thought about that? I mean, will I be young? Will I be old? Will I be fat? Will I be tall? Will I be... That, that definitely doesn't matter. But interesting, I read, a, I read a, a man that did research on it. He said, well, the only way you can do that is to look at the Bible, which is true. Okay, in, in Philippians 3.21, it says that you're going to be conformed to his glorious body. His body. In 1 John 3.2, it says... We know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's what it says. Okay, so how is he? Well, according to scriptures, they recognize his voice. They recognize his body and his looks when he wanted them to, which now think about you. He walked with people and talked with people, and they didn't even know him, but yet they did when it was all said and done. He walked through walls. The Bible said they were in, they were in the, a room, and he was there with them. So he's able to walk through walls. Now, this is how you're going to be. And then he can go wherever he wants to go instantly, probably faster than the speed of light, 186,000 miles an hour, a second. That's staggering. He, Donna and I were talking about it, and, and I said, and, and I said, and you're going you're gonna to be able to eat. She goes, oh, good. He ate, did he not? Did, is there not scripture that says that he ate? Well, then he's got a body that takes in food. So we're going to have that kind of body, but yet we're going to be able to walk through the wall if we want to. I mean, what really, it's just whatever you want to do with your body, it sounds like to me. But now my question, and I don't have the answer to this. We get, they get resurrected, those that passed away before. Then we go. Now, we know that this has to happen to start the seven years of tribulation. Now, I know we're going to be with him, but what are we going to do with these new bodies for seven years? Anybody, Betty, maybe you, do you have an answer? We're going to be with Jesus. 
Well, I know that, but what are we going to do? He'll tell, <laughs> he'll, he'll tell us. Did you hear that? He'll tell us. That is not an answer, Betty. Yeah, but I mean, I mean you know, I'm just thinking out, out of the box here a little bit. We can recognize what we're going to be like a little bit. We recognize why it has to happen. But then, why wouldn't he have done that after the seven years and brought us back? Because what's going to happen is, according to Scripture, we'll talk about this another time, the seven-year tribulation, and then he's coming back. And then it says he's going to land on the Mount of Olives. But who's going to be with him? We are. But what are we doing for seven years? Going to school? It, 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 it may be we're going to school to learn how to really love people. I, I'm just, I don't have any, I don't have any, anybody got any scripture on this, this question? Look it up. See what you can find, because I'd like to. Now, yes, we're going to be with him, and yes, we're going to praise him, and we know that. But for seven years? <laughs> but what's seven years for an eternity? That's right. What is it, seven years? A thousand years like a day. A thousand years like a day. But my curiosity just had me with this. It was like, okay, why didn't he tell us? Why didn't he say, well, while tribulation's going on, we're going to be sitting up cheering on the ones that need to get saved? Or, are we going to be, I mean... Just make your mind think. But I know we're going to be good, and I know we're going to be taken care of because the, the Bible has been so faithful. Folks, I'm telling you what, the more I'm in this, the I recognize how little I really know. That's why you've got to spend time in this. That's why you've got to, you, you read it and you just believe it. You read it and you just believe it. Now, why didn't, why didn't he tell us? Well, there's a reason for that. And he'll tell us, I'm for sure. It was just a question that has stirred me. But, you know, in First Thessalonians, it tells us in 4.17, it says, we will meet the Lord in the air and we will always be with him. Could you imagine how awesome it's going to be when we get back with the people that we knew? Especially with a different mindset. And I, I can't go over that enough. You are not going to be looking at anybody the same. Because we so, we, we're so damaged when it comes to that by the gossip and the garbage and the, 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 the people that don't love properly. Where if you really walked in agape love, you would never have a judgmental thought about anybody or anything. And when you get to heaven, that's the kind of love you're going to have inside you. That's part of that transformation you're going to have when life goes on. And to, to imagine you're going to be with people that you knew and you recognize and you see for an eternity, but you're looking at them and they're looking at you with different eyes than we've got now. Eyes that we, we want to, to be. Eyes that we know we're supposed to, but eyes that are very difficult. Uh, that Those eyes of love are, are going to be tremendous. But all the while in that, you know, we're going to be united forever. And I don't think any of us even understand that. Uh, if, if this life, as tough as it is at times, is but a, a vapor, forever and ever 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 and ever. That's why the people that aren't getting saved, they need to recognize what forever and ever and ever is because there is a hell. And they're going to be where they're forever and ever and ever tormented. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we think this is hell. Wait till you get 
I run a, I can never forget, I run a piece of equipment back years ago now that I always said if I, if I end up in hell, this is before I knew I was, I was going to heaven, if I end up in hell, this is probably what I get stuck on for an eternity. Just beat you to pieces and you can't get out of it. Could you imagine? Think of something that you just know you'd hate to do. And that's what you do the rest of your life. That's why it pays to, to be a Christian. That's why we need to tell people, come on, get it together and let's get together and go up and go up with us. And if they want to argue that it's, it's the next route or the next time, I'll see you there then if that's what you want to believe. But I'm going up with the first boat or the first plane or the first. I'm just going. The wind. The wind. Uh, there you go, the wind. But one one hundredth of a second is quick. And there's a lot going to go on in that one one hundredth of a second. Now, when we get there, we'll be with him, it says, and we'll be with everybody else with But my question for you tonight is to, to dig, it, dig it up and look and get some ideas. What are we going to do for seven years? Which don't seem like no time when you get an eternity, but still something's going to go on in our lives. Betty's been in Revelation more than anybody. So, Betty, if you find something, let me know what you think. It would be worth talking about. You say, well, we're going to praise, Yes. And I can't even imagine the grace and the anointing that's going to be on that. As good as some of the praise and worship we have here, can you imagine uh, getting, I mean, <laughs> look at the pictures that James Webb telescope's kicking out now and just imagine what God's going to show us in that twinkling of an eye, how much it's going to change us. It's going to be good to see Connie going to be good to see Carl. I could go around the room. Could you imagine? And they're just waiting on their bodies to get tied up with them. But we're just waiting to be with everybody. And it all happens because it had to happen because Jesus had to get his church. I want you to keep going back to remember, we are in grace. And we as a church, we as a people that walk in grace have got to start getting a handle on what grace really is. It's not works. It's just listening to his voice and doing what he tells us to do. And knowing that even when we mess up and miss that voice, he's still going to take care of us. Because he's looking at us perfect. Without spot and wrinkle. That's how good God is. I'm going to close. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you take care of us. Thank you that uh, everything in your word Everything in your word is just showing us how much you loved us, that you allowed your son to carry everything we'll ever do wrong, and you made it right. So that when time comes and when, when, when you know it's time, everybody here that believes in you are going to be gone instantly off this earth. And then you're going to test the world. You're going to, you're going to judge the world. You're going to bring those people many 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 will come to you during that time that will recognize that you are lord and savior and father we just thank you and father during the time that we're here help us to walk in that agape love recognize that everybody here needs to know more about jesus but they need to see the jesus in us that we can forgive and go on and move forward in every mistake every situation every circumstance let people be people and let you correct and direct them and let us be people that just love them wherever they're at we thank you father we know rapture's coming and we know it's going to be 
in one one hundredth of a second, you're going to take us out of here. And we thank you for what's going to take place, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Visit a little bit. You've got about ten minutes. Oh, really? Really? 